Merry Christmas, homemakers, and welcome to the Art of Holiday Home podcast, where we are exploring how homemakers cultivate a place to belong during the most wonderful time of the year. I'm your host, Allison Weeks. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a homemaker of 30 years. Now, I know that some of you may be thinking, I want this to be the most wonderful time of the year, but there is so much to do and so many expectations. I am so stressed and it's only November. Never fear. We are not here to give you more to-dos or to overwhelm you with Pinteresty standards that no one human could possibly live up to. As always, we are here to encourage and inspire you in your art of holiday homemaking. It's unique to you. So take bits and pieces from these stories and just use what works for your situation or not at all. Just enjoy the stories for what they are. Each of the women we've featured in a homemaker portrait throughout this past year will share some holiday memories and stories, um, family traditions, recipes, and tips on how they keep from losing sight of what really matters in this season. You will also hear a few fun ideas and tips from my 30 years of holiday homemaking, as well as some fun poems, maybe a few historical tips and other Christmas goodies. Now, what's Christmas without a little gift giving? We have a very special gift to say thank you to our listeners who have helped us grow in this first year of the Art of Home podcast. We've put together a delightful little ebook that includes all the holiday recipes that you will hear about from these homemakers over the next four weeks, as well as some super fun retro photos of these ladies. Some of them are as little girls in front of the tree. We've got a few of them with when they were teenagers with maybe some big 80s hair or some 70s belt bottoms. It's so fun. You don't want to miss this. And it's absolutely free. If you're subscribed to our email list, you'll be receiving your digital copy soon. So check your mailbox. But if you're not subscribed, you will want to do that right away so you don't miss out on getting your copy. Just click the link in the show notes below um, to subscribe or just go to the artofhomepodcast.com forward slash subscribe. We will not spam you and we will not sell your email to anybody. We will simply send you a notice every time there's a brand new episode of The Art of Home. And beginning next year, you will get a quarterly newsletter highlighting the stories and the resources, the recipes, anything that was featured on the show throughout that quarter. So whether you're decking the halls or getting a jump on holiday baking, we know you will enjoy these holiday stories of home. Okay, I am back here with my friend, Athena Odin, and we are actually not going to talk about Christmas. We are going to talk about Thanksgiving. So Athena, can you tell us about your holiday traditions? Sure. Um, Christmas for our family, and I have to guess this might be true for several families, mm -hmm. was not always a pleasant experience. Yeah. Um, there were some relational issues in the family, and I'm sure people are other people have dealt with that too, um, about the amount of time we'd spend at one house versus the amount of time that we spent at another house versus mm -hmm. the pressures that were on us to be certain places and do certain things for the holidays. And so um, as our children began to grow, we realized this was really very difficult for mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to pull away and not pull away from Christmas. We participated with our families in that, but we wanted to pull away and have a holiday of our own. Mm -hmm. And so we began to, because of some of that turmoil, 
have Christmas, I mean, excuse me, have Thanksgiving at our own home. Mm -hmm. And we invited our family to come to see us. Mm -hmm. And we developed the tradition the way that we wanted to do it. Um, And Thanksgiving is, of course, a very important time and a very important subject. And we all need to think about Thanksgiving to the Lord. So we kind of built it around that. And it didn't become just Thanksgiving Day. It became a week. Mm -hmm. Uh, We would have everyone come, all the family from both sides of the family, whoever was willing to come. And some in this situation were not willing to come. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this was kind of part of our pulling away from some situations. And um, that's okay. Mm -hmm. So we invited them every year. Sometimes they did, sometimes they didn't. Yeah. But when everyone arrived, often it was Tuesday night or Wednesday night, Mm -hmm. and we would start off with a big bowl of chili for everybody as they came in in various stages and hours from from 4 o'clock in the afternoon to midnight. There was always a bowl of chili on that David had made. Good venison chili at that. Mm. And uh, then we would start finding places to put people up. (laughs) And so depending on what home we were in, we had um, a little barn or outhouse that we would have children in in sleeping bags all over the floor. We've had people on couches, people on sleeping bags in the living room, Mm -hmm. uh, just everything you can imagine. And everyone would stay with us. If occasionally there was someone who needed a hotel room, they were pretty far and few between, you know. So that wasn't something that we did very often. One year, we actually borrowed a Winnebago, parked it in our driveway, and had family sleep in there. Good idea. We've also split up all the girls and all the boys so we could cram all the boys in one room and all the girls in another room. Mm-hmm. And we've put the kids out in a tent in the front yard before. Did you have like a number system for the bathroom? How did that work? Uh, no, you were on your own. You had to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> you had to fight your we, way in there. <laughs> we had too much to do to, to get in the middle of that argument. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so there were three of us sister-in-laws mm-hmm. that for all those years pretty much put pulled the Thanksgiving meal um, and things together. And we did that when all of our children were young. Mm-hmm. Um, the Our brothers and brother-in-laws were very sweet the day after Thanksgiving to uh, take care of all the children while we sister-in-laws went and did something ourselves. We mm-hmm. might go shopping or we might just go out to eat or go to lunch. And there would occasionally be the call that, well, we're at ER with one of the kids, but we've got this <laughs> under control, so don't worry about it. And we began to learn that they probably did have it under control yeah. and it was just fine. Yeah. So now that um, all of us, all three of us sister-in-laws are grandparents, we still save that day and we still go out to that go out that day and oh, all the fun. children still stay home together with yeah. the kids. Some of the children now who are on into their 30s, uh, we have probably, you know, 10 or 12 mm-hmm. cousins to uh children together. Some of them are into their 30s. Uh they will get together and go out for a day mm-hmm. too as well. Um and then on Saturday we always have a gingerbread house competition. Mm. And we will take graham crackers and build gingerbread houses. And we have, the issue is that you are allowed to build if you are a child or you're allowed to help your own child to build. So some of these kids have grown up doing this and they now are helping their own children build Mm -hmm. that. Grandma comes around after everything is put away and judges those. There's no names on them. And of Mm -hmm. course, you know that the three-year-olds is not going to be as beautiful as the 
engineer son-in-laws will mm-hmm. be. Right. But um, <laughs> she still judges them. How long does it take the children to come off of the sugar high from all the candy? <laughs> yeah, from all the candy. It takes a while. That's why Sunday afternoon is pretty much go out and play by yourselves because, yes, they're wearing off all that sugar. Um, and we have we have a wonderful tradition with the food, too. We all work together to do the food. Mm-hmm. So um, one sister-in-law will take Friday, and she'll prepare everything for Friday, and so the other two sister-in-laws can sit it out. And another one will take Saturday, mm-hmm. and then my husband and I will take Thanksgiving Day and have that all prepared. And so it's a really wonderful way for us to all participate, yeah. but not have to be in the kitchen at the same time. Right. There are games going on all the time, all over the place. And so you have... 97-year-old grandma playing games, uh, domino games with the younger ones and the mm-hmm. grandkids. And and it's just wonderful. We would have ping pong tournaments. And mm-hmm. David's mother, up until she was about 80, would win a lot of those. Wow. She was amazing. <laughs> um, and we'll have a whole ping pong tournament session. We have had um, three-legged races yeah. with five-year-olds to 80-year-olds. Uh-huh. Um, just whatever we can come up with, it's fun. Did you, pair, did you pair the five-year-old with the 80-year-old? No, no, no. <laughs> we, we paired the five-year-old actually with uh, the 17-year-old. Okay. And believe it or not, they went very far and very fast. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, our long walks are a big part of what mm-hmm. we do. So it's a long holiday for us. It's a good four-day holiday if not more, depending on when some people come in. Okay. Um, it's also a time of reflection. Mm-hmm. Um, David will usually come up with a question for us, and we will all gather as a family in one room, sit in a circle, and talk about what we might be thankful for that year. Mm-hmm. Um, one year, David asked the question, what was the most difficult, heart-wrenching thing you went through this year? Oh, wow. Um, how can you be thankful for that? Mm. Um, so we and we will go around and around as a family, all knowing each other very intimately and now knowing each other even more intimately, yeah, about how their year has gone, yeah, um that's a great suggestion, even for people listening who you know we're this is being aired during the Christmas season, getting ready for Christmas, but we're these are these these ideas are applicable really at any time, um and we have listeners internationally, you know, so you don't all celebrate thanksgiving um like we do here in the States, but you could absolutely do this exercise at mm-hmm. Christmas, you know, absolutely. because it's at the end of the year. It's a good time for reflection over all that's happened mm-hmm. over the past 12 months. And I really love mm-hmm. that idea. It's really helpful too, to look at all of those things with Thanksgiving. Yes. Whether they're difficult or not. Yes. Um, and so it's, it's, it's an important time for us to share those things with each other as a family mm-hmm. too, and create that intimacy with your family. Right. And really, really bringing mm-hmm. you together to be able to empathize with one another and right. understand what, you know, what you've gone through that year. Right. Um, okay. So what about the food? I want to know, what, <laughs> what do you guys eat on Thanksgiving? Well, on Thanksgiving Day, we have the, some of the traditionals. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the traditional turkey. And of course, we may brine it differently or cook it differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've gotten to the point now that um, we're smoking the turkey. Um, we will have traditional dressing, which was my grandmother's and my mother's recipe, and we continue that. My daughter has taken up baking the pies, which was a traditional thing. We always had pecan pies and pumpkin pies and all different kinds of pies. And we have, she will come maybe on Tuesday or Wednesday and she'll bake 10 pies mm. and they'll last us all week. We have some of the traditional vegetables. Yeah. Um, and that part is fairly traditional. 
Okay. But the rest of the week, we do some different things, and it's kind of fun. What we've done these past few years, now that the um, the younger generation, or the second generation, as we call it, is old enough, mm-hmm. is David has set up a menu. We have the food here and ready to go, and they are sous chefs. Okay. And uh, so each family will take a sous chef day, and they will get everything together, and one or two of them will cook it, and they clean up and do all the dishes. So the rest of the family gets to rest from all that. That's great. And it's a it's a wonderful idea. Mm-hmm. About, I'd say, three years ago, mm-hmm. my three sister-in-laws and I said, we're tired. <laughs> we're tired of cooking the turkey. We're tired of putting the dressing all together. We're tired of being in the kitchen while all the little grandkids are running around and we don't get to play with them. Uh-huh. So we gave the second generation, which basically was, I would say, 12 to 30 years old. We gave them all aprons that uh-huh. said second generation Thanksgiving. Oh, nice. We told them to get ready with a group text. Mm-hmm. Find somebody who's a leader, and you guys split up making the turkey, the dressing, whatever, and you guys bring it all together for Thanksgiving Day. That is awesome. And they did it. They, they did, did it. it, and it was fabulous. They did it without us interfering. <laughs> they did it without <laughs> us telling them how to cook it, and they did it well. Oh, that's and so, so great. now the second generation kind of gathers up that Thanksgiving stuff to give us a little bit of a rest. That is yeah. wonderful. That's really good for you for passing on your knowledge, for passing on responsibility, and that's so great. I well, I that. I might not call it passing on. I might call it pushing on <laughs> <laughs> because it took us a little bit to convince them to do it. We finally pushed it upon them. <laughs> like, if you want to eat, right. you have to right. fix the food. There are some in that generation that can cook, and there are some that don't cook in that generation. So, so they've been doing this for the last three years? I'd say last year, yeah. Last three years. This did, year did the done. reluctant ones come come a long way? Like, do they actually enjoy it now? Maybe? Yes. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. The reluctant ones did. And then some of them came out just shining. And we thought, we never knew these kids could cook like this. It was amazing. That's cool. Did yeah. they throw anything unusual into it? Like, did they take your y'all's traditional menu and then bring, you know, new ideas and fresh things into it. Yes, a few things they did. But yeah. I have to admit that they enjoy those traditional foods yeah. as much as we do. Yeah. So it might have been a little bit of a different flavoring mm-hmm. or a but not much. little bit of a different, you know, sweet potato dish, but Isn't that not funny much. how we I mean, my kids are the same way, you know, if mm-hmm. if there's not sweet potato casserole um on Thanksgiving, there might be a revolt. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> And somebody had to have green beans because, yeah. you know, that was an absolute necessity. But they they changed it up a little bit, but they mm. wanted to stay with the tradition, and that was part of what they wanted. Is there a particular family recipe that, um, like, like that, that must, you must have this? Absolutely. Every year. It is my grandmother's and mother's dressing, cornbread okay. dressing. Cornbread dressing. Now, let's verify, let's... Um, clarify for our listeners the difference between dressing and stuffing. Okay. Well, so in the South, we call it dressing, Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it might be called stuffing elsewhere. Right. So it's a sweet cornbread, mind you, made with sugar that we start with. So we start with a sweet cornbread and then some dry herb bread, Mm -hmm. and we mix those together with the eggs and uh, the vegetables and the celery and the giblets as well. Right. Um, And we cook that in a dish and spoon it out. You do not put it into the bird. We can, and we do. You have in the past put it in the bird? Yes, but we don't eat it out of the bird. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We don't eat it out of the bird. 
we just eat it out of the because my goodness everybody you loves have to it so make much, so much of it well a that's couple of dishes exactly of that's kind mm-hmm. of been the issue we we've never done it in the bird because it just doesn't make enough so right. you might as well just make it in the you know in right. the big casserole dish and and how are you going to have a turkey and dressing sandwich if you don't have enough of it exactly you know? so we do that too yeah that's great cool is that a secret family recipe or can no, you share it with us i can share it okay great well we will we will put that on the website okay that's so good. That everybody can enjoy that all right. Well, the holidays can be completely hectic and crazy. And, and even in this situation, you're talking about having lots of people in your home for many days, mm-hmm. um, lots of meals to be planned, all that kind of stuff. So how do you keep from just going nuts? Yeah, we've, it's taken some time to kind of figure that out. But uh, one of the things that we've always done is that we've always tried to reserve time to do nothing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you can escape. The sister-in-laws can escape into mm-hmm. a, a patio and have a conversation with just the three of them. Right. Um, the kids can escape to the front yard and play, and the mm-hmm. brothers get to spend some time together. And I think that's what makes it um, so enjoyable is mm-hmm. that we have that time of intimacy when small groups and yeah. then that time of intimacy in large groups right. and to keep it from being kind of nuts and crazy. We've always divided up the responsibilities. Yes. None of the people that were here, uh, uh, were trying not to participate in those responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So we've always been able to divide up either you take a whole day of cooking and I'll sit by or, mm-hmm. you know, a family take a whole day of being a sous chef or mm-hmm. that type of thing. Mm-hmm. How did you, how do you prepare before everybody gets here? Like, what do you, I mean, do you go on this massive grocery shop and? Yes. <laughs> well, so <laughs> here's, here's how we do it now. Um, now that uh, we've got two or three generations actually right. going on now and actually four generations of grandmas gets to come. Mm-hmm. Um, we, at this point, uh, David being the good cookie is, mm-hmm. we'll make a menu for the whole week. Okay. And um, that excludes Thanksgiving Day. David and I do. David and I do Thanksgiving Day. Uh-huh. Uh, they don't have to make that. But we'll he'll make a menu for the whole week for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We will go and purchase that food so that these people who are traveling long distances don't have to carry ice chests mm-hmm. and don't have to yeah. bring things in or go to the grocery store when they get here. Mm-hmm. So we'll have all that food set up and ready and a menu set up and ready. And um, then David may be if he's cooking out on the grill. Mm-hmm. They're doing everything else. So one day will be uh, Jimmy's family, and they will make breakfast. They mm-hmm. will do the dishes. Mm-hmm. They will make lunch. They will make dinner. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, Chris's family will come in and do the same thing, and Jimmy's okay. family will rest. So everybody's pitching in on the labor, but you guys have done the pre-planning. You yes. planned ahead what's going to be prepared. And it actually made it easier when we finally went to doing that yeah. because it was really difficult on having the families come in and maybe then have to make a trip to the grocery store. And oh, sure. that eliminates our time together. Yeah, It's easier if we can plan something that's simple Mm -hmm. and we know we have the capacity to do here and Mm -hmm. do it easily. Great. Cool. Very good. Well, anything else you want to share about the holidays? Um, No, just to say that um, holidays are important no matter what day it is, Mm -hmm. whether it's Christmas or Thanksgiving or uh, Memorial Day or whatever. Those Mm -hmm. are important for us. But I think that the thing we really need to focus on is is gathering around with each other and doing that in the Lord. Yeah. Great. Thanks for sharing. From our happy home through the world we roam one week in all the year, making winter spring with the joy we bring, for Christmas tide is here. Now the eastern star shines from afar to light the poorest home. Hearts warmer grow, gifts 
freely flow, for Christmas tide has come. Now gay trees rise before young eyes, a bloom with tempting cheer. Blythe voices sing and blithe bells ring, for Christmas tide is here. Oh, happy chime, oh, blessed time that draws us all so near. Welcome, dear day, all creatures say, for Christmas tide is here. Louisa May Alcott, 1885. All right, I am back here with my friend Alma, and we're going to talk about Christmas. So, what does a typical Christmas look like in your house? Or what did it look like when you had your kids still at home? Or you can tell me about both. Well, at Christmas, um, most of the years we're in California. Mm -hmm. So, Christmas was not a snowy Christmas at all. But sometimes we would go to the mountains where the snow was, which wasn't that far away. And um, there was a cabin that someone would let us go to, which was nice. Nice. but Christmas, when I think of it in California, um, we reached out to people during that time because mm-hmm. we didn't have extended family out right. there. And when I was growing up, it was extended family. Mm-hmm. So that's how I thought of Christmas. But in California, that wasn't possible. And so we just reached out to people that didn't have extended family. Or a few times, I don't think it was every year, but a number of times we did homeless feeding um, just to reach out to people. Christmas did you go day. to a shelter or did we you? We went to a shelter. Okay. And another time when we didn't go to a shelter, we fixed some TV dinners, I think it was, and drove around and looked for people on the street. Oh, wow. You know, and had the kids get out and hand them a meal that was not a special meal, but it was mm-hmm. turkey and dressing still because we didn't know who we were going to meet or where we were going to meet them. Wow. And so we did that one year. But um, traditionally with the family, we did stockings, we did the Christmas tree, we did decorations, um, baked cookies, Christmas mm-hmm. cookies. We did those things that most families, I think, enjoy doing. Um, what was your typical Christmas Day or Christmas Eve menu? Christmas Eve menu was finding a pizza place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure how that got started. But we found out that most pizza places are closed, and so it would be quite an adventure on Christmas Eve to get in the car and try to find a pizza place that was open. <laughs> so did you, did you like, uh, look at Christmas lights while you were driving yes, around looking yes. for your pizza place? <laughs> yes. Um, and I don't know how that got started, but we started doing that, and then we wanted to do it every year. So we did that during those years. On Christmas morning, I fixed creamed eggs, which is kind of like Cream's Benedict. Okay. And it's just something that Norm enjoyed a lot growing up, and so we carried that tradition over. Nice. Um, The food was traditional, usually turkey and dressing, sweet potatoes, green beans, you know, Mm -hmm. homemade bread. During those years, I liked to bake my own bread. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we had that a lot. And um, did you have a special dessert or a particular kind of Christmas cookie that you would always make? Not always. There was this jello that my mom made growing up that was cranberry and strawberry jello. It was real red and Christmassy. Mm-hmm. I think I did that for a while mm-hmm. until it kind of just, we didn't care for it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I remember doing that when the kids were younger. But one thing we did do in California that was special is um, we would ha- we had a friend that had a home on Balboa Island, Mm -hmm. which was not far from where we lived in Huntington Beach. And there was a boat parade, all these big, fancy boats Mm -hmm. that people owned would decorate their boats for Christmas. 
And we would go sit and watch the boat parade, oh. and they would sing. And, you know, it was kind of a special event we would do. Many years we did that yeah. during Christmas. Or go to Knott's Berry Farm where they had Christmas caroling. Um, I think we did some Christmas caroling from time to time. Yes. And one of the things with the grandchildren at Christmas was exchanging gifts, of course, white elephant gift times. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we'd go to the beach here in Texas. Um, just different things yeah. that we did as a family. Singing, music was always a part yes. of yes. everything, too. Yes, of course. You're a piano teacher and you know, music is a big part of your family. Yeah, it is. So and you have a lot of boats in your traditions too, because <laughs> you have this tradition about going down to the river walk in the boat. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Since we've been in Texas, almost every year for 20 years, we have taken a boat ride uh, during the month of December mm-hmm. when the rivers all lit up. Mm-hmm. And as the grandchildren came along, I can remember them being very young, all the way to almost adults, mm-hmm. taking this trip each year. Uh, it, it really is a tradition that we missed last year yeah. for the first time. Um, and you guys sing, right? And we sing. When we sing Christmas boat. carols, yeah. And if we have room, we'll invite other people on the boat. But usually our family's pretty, <laughs> pretty big. Pretty much fills up the boat. Yeah. yeah. And so that's, that's been fun for the grandkids. Mm-hmm. Yeah been good. And I think my son got to go on one of those. Did he do that? Okay. I think he did too. That's right. So for our listeners, my son is married to Alma's granddaughter. Yes. Yes. Wonderful. Um, And so we have that connection. So yes, I do believe that he got to go maybe on the last one that you guys did. I think you're right. That's right. That's so fun. Um, Well, we all know that uh, it can be crazy during Christmas, just hectic. Mm-hmm. Crazy schedules, lots of things to do. You want to do all the things, um, but we can't do all the things. So what what are some ways that you have found to sort of curb the craziness of the holiday season and kind of keep... For me, it's keeping a schedule. Mm. And part of my schedule, daily schedule, is getting up and spending quiet time mm-hmm. with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that sets the pace for my day. Mm-hmm. And when I don't do it, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Do you... Especially during December. Do but, you follow a particular devotional at Christmas time? Like any, I have done different ones. Mm-hmm. Nothing yeah. in particular every year, but just uh, different Christmas devotions. Yeah, but um, that's so good to set your mind at peace and mm-hmm. rest, and um, and try not to do everything. Right. Realize that there's so many good and wonderful things you can do, but you can't do them all. Mm-hmm. And so, um, pick out the ones that are most special. Mm-hmm. I loved um, almost every year when the granddaughters and grandsons were little, we would uh, do Christmas gingerbread men, gingerbread cookies, and sugar cookies and Christmas cookies, and that was always a lot of fun, or do the gingerbread house. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, just um, on Christmas Day, we usually read the Christmas story, Mm -hmm. and uh, when the kids were little, we had different nativities. I can remember Amanda playing with a plastic one, Mm -hmm. you know, that... We would, um, Micah would, our son would tell her the Christmas story. Oh. And so just lots of good memories like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's the different seasons. There was time when I was growing up. Yeah. We went to my grandparents always at Christmas, both mm-hmm. sets of grandparents. Mm-hmm. So that's my memory. Yeah. Um, and my cousin and I always got the same gifts wrapped exactly alike. 
But anyway, that's that was. Um, and then there's the season of raising the children, yeah. you know, and then the grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And it's real different now. Um, usually on Christmas Day, it's just Norm, Amanda, and me, unless we have someone in, mm-hmm. like, because the families now do their own Christmases on Christmas Day. Yeah. But we always get together when we can. Right. It's not that we don't get together. We just make it another day or, you know, things change as yeah. families grow. Absolutely. And um, so we, we still do that with family, but not on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the last few years, we have spent Christmas Day with his parents a lot. Mm-hmm. And before that, sometimes my parents, mm-hmm. which seem to be important when they're alone. Absolutely. To go and spend it with them. We've done that a few times. So um, it changes. Yeah. It changes. But we still have a great time. Last Christmas, we um, did it with a renter. So oh, we just fabulous. went to, did stuff together and had a good time, you know, on Christmas Day. That's great. Um, it's a great way to show hospitality. and Yeah, you know, just to invite someone in that... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She didn't have her family here, and so, um, so I think there's yeah. always seasons where you find yourself either you're single or you um, are living away from home for whatever reason, or like you said, you know, maybe you're young, maybe in in the young married stage when you don't have kids, and yes, you can you can still reach out to people. Yeah, and yeah, share and I that. think just remembering that during holidays, especially, is important. You know, in the past, we would sometimes have. Foreign exchange students or, you know, people from a different country. That, yeah. What are they going to do on a holiday? Right. And um, done that before. We haven't always done the same thing every year. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it, we've lived in so many different places. Mm-hmm. But some traditions you keep the same. Yeah. Other yeah. things you change. And seasons change. Mm-hmm. Again, that's being flexible. I do have the same Christmas tree I've had for 20 years. Do oh, you really? The grandkids can't believe it. That's impressive. <laughs> It's still standing. That's, that's impressive. I don't think it has too many more years left. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for sharing your Christmas mm. memories and ideas with us. Okay. Who has already done all their Christmas shopping? Yeah, me neither. As you know, if you listen to our homemaker profile of Gail Wills, I hate the mall. So I will gladly be doing most of my shopping online, and that means lots of delivery drivers will be visiting my front door over the next few weeks. I am so grateful for these people helping to make my holiday preparations way easier, as I'm sure you are if you choose to shop online as well. So let's thank them, shall we? I started doing this last year after my mom mentioned that her sister, my aunt, um, whose job involves receiving a lot of packages at her house, shows her gratitude for the delivery drivers making so many stops at her home by putting out a big basket of snacks and water for them. I have never heard of this before. I know it's not a new idea, but it was new to me, and I just thought it was the kindest, nicest thing ever. So I decided to set up a snack station on my front porch between Thanksgiving and Christmas last year, and it was a big hit. I made a little sign to indicate that the treats were for any delivery drivers or service providers visiting my home. So that included um, the Amazon folks, of course, the mail carriers, the pizza delivery guy, the bug man, the guys who delivered a new mattress a week before Christmas to my house, 
and the guy who drops off and picks up the dry cleaning every week, and then anybody else that came by my front door. People were so grateful and pleasantly surprised to find that they were included in this show of good cheer. We had to convince the pizza guy that he was. In fact, he was very hesitant to come forward and take some snacks. But eventually we did get him to take something. And he was so grateful. And he said, you know, I'm working late and I don't know when I'm going to get to eat because we are so busy. So thank you very much for the snack. Now, it doesn't have to be fancy. I just put out a little basket on um, a plant stand that came off of my back porch. I put it out on the front porch. I set the basket on top and I just put in some individually packaged snacks. I do recommend that you do that. Um, I don't know how comfortable um, strangers coming to your door would be taking homemade snacks, but you're welcome to try that if you'd like. But I just found it was easier and more comfortable for them if I just put out like factory wrapped prepackaged snacks. So things like um, little sandwich crackers, you know, that have either peanut butter in the middle or cheese in the middle. And then like packages, little packages of nuts, um, packages of Chex Mix. And then I would also offer some sweet snacks, some of both, because they could take one or the other or both. So I would have little packages of cookies, um, some candy bars, little packages of, you know, just any little sweet treat, maybe some caramel corn, like some Cracker Jacks or something. And the idea is just to give them a little something to tide them over till their next meal, which might be a long time from then if they're really, really busy, which most of those people are during the holidays. It's just a busy time for them. And I always had bottled water out. And then around here, we drink a lot of sweet tea. So I would put as well, I put out bottled sweet tea, um, like some Lipton peach tea or something. I didn't bother with an ice chest or putting out a bucket of ice because it's generally pretty mild weather here. It's not super cold. Um, It's typically not really hot in December at this part of Texas. But you might want to think about that if you're going to put out some drinks, considering you might want to put them in a a bucket of of, um, ice or something like that. But that's totally up to you. Um, And then, of course, make sure you put a little sign near the basket that explains what it is and who it's for. Ours was really simple. It was just like a little poem I made up, you know, something like, to delivery drivers and service providers, we're so thankful for you. I don't know. It rhymed. It was better than that. But um, you can go on Pinterest. Look this up on Pinterest. There are tons of ideas. And some people get super elaborate with it. You don't have to do that. But if that's your if that's your jam, then go for it. Um, but you can certainly get some inspiration on Pinterest. And then a lot of those pins, they will link you to a free download of a poem or a cute little sign that they've already created that you can just download that and print that out. And that can be your sign. Or maybe you want to get your kids involved and have them make a sign for the to put out with your little um, refreshment station. This might not work for you if you live in an apartment or a similar kind of situation where the delivery person doesn't come right to your door. Um, However, if you do have frequent delivery services and they come right to your front door, I just, I can't recommend this enough. Just take this opportunity to show hospitality and gratitude. You never know how this simple act could impact someone who's on the receiving end. And after all, this is the season of giving. All right, I am back with my friend Jan, and we're going to talk about Christmas. Yay. So what does a typical Christmas day look like in your house? My mom started a tradition, and I'm so thankful that my mom taught me that Christmas does not have to be celebrated on Christmas. 
Because mm-hmm. once your kids are grown and yeah. they all start to have their own families, right. I am not going to be that mom that says Christmas will always be at my house, yes. no matter what. Because my mom was like, she's like, you know what? I mean, my mom is in Illinois and the years that we could come home, I couldn't come home at Christmas, very rarely. So we would celebrate Christmas the first Saturday of December or mm-hmm. whatever. And I want to be that too for my kids. I want right. it to be whenever we celebrate Christmas, we're going to celebrate Christmas. But all that said, when we do celebrate Christmas, Christmas Day, we don't do the big dinner. We have a big breakfast. Okay. Big, big breakfast. Everybody helps, you know, the bacon and the eggs and the biscuits and gravy and the pancakes and the toast and everything. So everybody's in here cooking like crazy. And then we all sit down to breakfast, have a great time, clean up, and then we open presents. Mm-hmm. Then the rest of the day is just spent in pajamas, hanging out. We'll have soup. We'll have sandwiches. Nice. Very relaxing day. Very, very fun. Wonderful. I love it. And my kids, you know, they're all starting that tradition too. So that sounds I wonderful. And I love the, the, that you pointed out, we need to be flexible. Yeah. As our, especially as our kids get older and, and yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, let's see. Actually, I wanted to ask you before we move on to number two. Is there a, you said you do breakfast, so you do eggs and bacon and all that. Is there like any sort of special family recipes that must be made during the Christmas season? Maybe not that day for breakfast, but do you have a particular, because you love to bake. Mm -hmm. Do Mm -hmm. you have a particular kind of cookie that you have to make every year or anything like that? I do. Yes. Mm -hmm. There are certain things we always, I always have to make. Greg's grandmother had a fudge recipe that we always have to make. And then my mom Always made these cookies that were a little shortbread square cookie with a little caramel on top and a little chocolate on top of that. Ooh, nice. And I always have to make chocolate-covered peanuts, and then we always have to decorate the cookies. Nice. Kids, you know, and, I, and they're not fancy cookies. They're just cookies that that you're going to eat. You're so. just going to eat and yeah. enjoy. And then a variety of other candies. I start baking in the beginning of December my cookies, my candies, because my mom did that. You would go out out into the laundry room and the whole top of the washer and dryer is full of, you know, candies. Oh my goodness. Divinity and oh, oh, it's all kinds of stuff. Wonderful. I love it. So I definitely carried on that tradition. That's so cool. Do you have a couple of recipes that you'd be willing to share with our listeners? Sure. Okay. That shortbread, that sounds really good. They are amazing. Did she make the caramel or did she use like a caramel square? Like you make the shortbread. No, you, 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 you melt the caramels. So you, you melt them you, down you, and, and then you pour that a on little, top. little, um, like a double boiler yes. thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Little yeah. evaporated milk and that sounds powdered sugar. Fabulous. They're fabulous. They're a labor of love. Yeah. I was going to say, it sounds kind of fabulous. intense, but they freeze well. So you can stick them oh, in the freezer. Okay. You can make them in August and stick them and in the stick freezer. Stick them in the freezer. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. We'll, yeah. we'll link a recipe to that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So how about traditions? Um, during the holiday season, maybe on Christmas Day, but like you said, you always do breakfast, but do you do other things? Do you go caroling? Do you do gingerbread? What's any particular traditions? Since the kids are grown, we really don't anymore. But when the kids were little, we always used to go and pick out our tree. You know, we wouldn't go to a Christmas tree farm. We would go to a Home Depot or whatever, yes. Christmas tree lot and pick out the tree. And then we would bring it home. We used to have a little glass Rudolph mm-hmm. that would hang on the tree, but it got broken. So, and then, you know, we, we would take turns putting the topper on the tree. Yeah. So we actually had to write out who did it this year so that the, cause <laughs> ooh, we'd have many arguments about that. No, they did it last year. So I actually, actually still have that piece of paper too. Um, and then we always used to go to a friend's house to do gingerbread 
the girls would always do gingerbread mm-hmm. houses and we decorate cookies and go over to Grammy's house and decorate cookies. Yeah. Christmas was full of a lot of traditions. That's fun. Yeah. So, um, we know that holidays can be just crazy, crazy, busy, hectic. How do you maintain balance during the holiday season? A couple years ago is actually, I, I'm kind of ashamed to admit it was a lot more recent than it probably should have been. I decided that Christmas is going to be crazy and I am not going to let the crowds bother me. Mm. So the times you have to go to the grocery store, the times you have to go to the mall. And it really is a state of mind. It really is. When I pull up to HEB and it takes me 10 minutes to find a parking space, I'm (laughs) like, okay, it's going to be crowded. Take a breath. It's going to be okay. And for the most part, I can, you know, now if I need to run in for one thing, then it's, you know, going to be a little snappy. But for the most part, I can put myself into that frame of mind Mm -hmm. and say, it's going to be okay. But I think really it's my husband who is the one who is the balance. He is the one who says, let's go sit up by the fire pit. Mm. You know, let's go put the music on and mm-hmm. let's go sit up by the fire pit and let's just relax and catch a breath. Mm-hmm. And he forces me to do that. And it's a good thing. Yeah. 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 Otherwise you would just stay in the kitchen and make more divinity. I, I, I would because <laughs> somebody's coming and I got to make sure I have their favorite candy. So <laughs> got to keep going. That's great. Yeah. All right. He makes me breathe. Good. Anything else about Christmas that you'd like to share? Oh, it's amazing. It's mm-hmm. amazing. I love it. And this year, unfortunately, none of the kids are going to be home for Christmas. And so, Aww. so what will y'all do? I don't have any idea. Okay. I don't, I don't know if we will go to see his family up in Dallas or if we'll just stay here, but mm-hmm. they do. I'm very thankful that they do try to work it out so that they're either all here or they're all not here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's, and my daughter's just in Houston, so she will be here at some point over yeah. the Christmas holidays, yeah. but I know Christmas day, it will probably just be us. Will you still make breakfast? Yes. <laughs> yes. I will hang on to that tradition. Yes. That's great. And we will just sit in our pajamas all day. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, it is. You know, sometimes those are the best days. Mm-hmm. Great. Nothing. All right. Well, thank you. And Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas. I am back with my friend, Joyce Newhall. We're going to talk about Christmas. Yay. I love Christmas. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) So tell me about a typical Christmas day at your house. So Christmas day at our house would be wake up and whoever lives in the house who's not Scott or me has to get on the staircase and have their picture taken. Okay. Um, So (laughs) before they're allowed to go down and find out what's under the tree. Um, And then after that, when we lived in Indiana, um, we would always go to my sister's house. And that would be, once upon a time, it was a big meal and all, all the presents and the cousins and everybody. And we all decided, this is just too much work. And so, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago, probably when the kids were all like everywhere and there were 15 grandchildren, we decided, let's just do like good, fun appetizers and desserts. And so we like cover the counter with all mm-hmm. of that and then just stand around and graze and have a euchre tournament play, you know, card rotate card game and um and then open presents and usually it's the the younger ones who get presents now. Um yeah. so that's that's our Christmas day. Um that's my favorite way to eat 
Christmas food. Is it? Yes. <laughs> because you get so many different flavors that way. Yes. You know, you just get a little bite of this and a little bite of that. It's so great. I have a question though. What is euchre? Oh, I, yeah. I realized, I don't think as I was saying it. So euchre is, I think it's a card game okay. um, that really mostly... Indiana and Michigan people know how to play. Mm-hmm. Um, when my kids went to college in other states, they realized, oh, everybody doesn't know how to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> so can you play with a large group or? It, it's a ta- like four, four people four would people. play it. Mm-hmm. So when we do a tournament, we set up a bunch of card tables. Gotcha. And now all of our nieces and nephews are adults and uh-huh. they're married and all everybody knows how to play euchre. And so, you know, you kind of get assigned a partner uh-huh. and then winners, winners move. And losers stay. I think that's how it goes mm-hmm. when you move to the next table. To the next table. Yeah. And so. Do you, do you have to have a special kind of card deck or you use regular cards? You use regular cards, but you only you only play with the 9, 10, Jack, Queen, King, and Ace. Um, and okay. Yeah. Does it get crazy and rowdy? Is it that kind of game? Um, it's not one of those fast games like spoons or something, uh-huh. but it's um, it can get rowdy when once you get down to the place where you know we're getting to the end and this is like the last table and everybody is gathered around watching to Uh see who's actually going to win this tournament. Yeah, yeah, that's actually fun. Really, really fun. That's fun. Okay, well, I'm going to have to go do some research and find uh, the rules of Euchre somewhere and I'll link it on the the show notes. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's like E-U-C-H-R-E. I think that's how you spell Euchre. (laughs) I'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, what about food? Is there a particular, you know, you said you do appetizers and desserts. Is there like a special recipe that must show up on the table every year or there'll be problems? Yes, but it's actually for our family, it's Christmas Eve. Okay. So um, on Christmas Eve, for years, um, I was directing the children's choir at our church. And so we had Christmas Eve service and then come home and now I'm going to make dinner well, that doesn't make sense, right? <laughs> so we started doing homemade cheesy potato soup with oh, bacon and yum. green onion on top. And um, so I can't, I can't remember really when that started. It's been more than 30 years that we were doing it because like the kids were not, all my kids weren't even born yet when we started doing that. Um, and homemade vanilla ice cream oh, follows that. And nice. so, yeah, that's, that is Christmas Eve with homemade bread and a salad. Like, oh my goodness. It has okay. to happen or something's I'm hungry not now. okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you share your cheesy potato soup recipe with us? Sure. Secret. Yes. No, I would be very happy to share that okay. with you. I've shared it with a lot of people. It's great. Special to our family. And I would love to do that. Thank you. Appreciate that. Well, what about other traditions that your family does at Christmas time? Just any time throughout the season. Are there things that you you feel like you really need to do, or it's not quite been a, the right Christmas. Yeah. And it's funny now because Christmas is very different. Our kids are all married. And so every other year mm-hmm. we have Christmas with our kids. And then every other year we get Thanksgiving with our kids. And so we've all decided that Christmas and day and Christmas Eve can be any time that we need them to be in yeah. order for us to be all gathered from all these states together. Um, but something that just must happen um, after we eat our cheesy potato soup right. and, and eat our bread. And before we get our ice cream, um, we all, always, when the kids were growing up, we would ask on somebody's birthday, so how has this person been a blessing in your life for the last year? And why are you thankful for this, you know, mm. brother, sister, mommy, yeah. daddy, whatever. Um, 
And we've always on Christmas Eve, it's Jesus's birthday that we're celebrating. So we know when they were little, the things that they shared were just so little kiddish. And as they've grown and become adults and Mm -hmm. the things that they share are deeply meaningful. And it's a super bonding time for our family every year. And we all look forward to it. That is a really, really neat tradition. I like that a lot. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Holidays can be just crazy and hectic. Um, What are some of the things that you do to keep the main thing, the main thing and keep it between the rails during the holiday season? So I remember a long time ago, um, I was a mentor mom for mops. Mm -hmm. And I always think when you're the one who's serving or doing something to help somebody else, the truth is you wind up being the person who gains something because I gave a little talk and, um, I asked them the question as we were going into the Thanksgiving beginning of the holidays, I said, I want you to envision with me that it's December 26th. And, um, and that has stuck with me mm-hmm. for all these years, um, that to kind of begin with the end in mind, Yeah, what do I really want to happen through this, you know, several weeks where we are even like celebrating Thanksgiving, but then preparing for mm-hmm. Christmas. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, we've always done, you know, some way to celebrate Advent as we've gone along mm-hmm. through the year um, or through the month, I should say, just slowing ourselves down a little bit. Something that's also really been helpful since the kids have all grown up is we, a lot of times we'll just do like a one big family gift. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've rented an Airbnb for the kids, you know, for the following summer and we all gather and have a great time, but that was our present to them. And the truth is it it turned out spectacularly that we could all be together and enjoy that time. Um, but it eliminated a lot of extra stress. And I, yeah, it was one of those things I kind of fell into, but it turned out really great. Like, I just thought we should have a vacation together and wouldn't it be great if we gave it to them as a present. But then I thought, well, that took a lot of stress out because I'm not shopping for, you know, 13 people. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. I like that idea of imagine that it's December 26th and what do you want to have accomplished or happen or how do you want to feel? How do you want to feel at that point? Yeah, like, oh man, I'm so glad it's over Mm -hmm. and we just made it through or I feel like closer to each other, closer to the Lord. We've celebrated for real what we're here to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's been really important to us. Great advice. Thanks. Thanks for sharing about Christmas. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too. Don't you just love the question Joyce asked that group of moms at the beginning of December? Envision with me that it's December 26th. How do you want to feel? Do you want to feel exhausted, irritated, disappointed? Or frankly, just glad it's over and you cannot get the tree thrown out to the curb fast enough. Or do you want to feel content, satisfied, closer to your family and closer to the Lord? I would say that most of us would choose the latter, but the former is probably more often our experience. So here's your homework. Take some time to reflect on what your goals are, both personal and family goals, for this Christmas season. Envision it's December 26th. How do you want to feel? 
and then plan your commitments, your hospitality, your gift giving, your calendar accordingly. Now, I cannot promise you a perfect Christmas, but might I recommend that you intentionally, regularly set aside time throughout this season to reflect on the reason why this is the season of joy. Something I've done to accomplish this over the years is incorporating Advent into my Christmas rhythms. So what is Advent? The word comes from the Latin for coming. Advent is usually observed for the four Sundays leading up to Christmas. Most Advent traditions involve lighting a candle and reading a scripture or a reading based on that Sunday's theme. There's a new theme every Sunday. And depending on your denomination, it'll vary slightly. The order that I'm most familiar with is hope, peace, joy, and love. Then Advent culminates in a final candle called the Christ candle, which is lit on Christmas Eve. Advent is a season of anticipation of the coming of Christ to earth. It is a season focused on waiting, full of hopeful expectation of something glorious that is certainly coming. So sometimes we've done this as a family with just simple devotionals and a little candle each weekend. Other times I've done this as a private devotion. Either way, the point is to be intentional and regular about the practice. So we have a few resources um, that are linked down in the show notes you might find helpful. Many of them are free. Um, There are a few really, really great books out there that will walk you through the whole Advent season with daily devotions. There's ones for families with kids, couples, there's all kinds. So check those out. And also a few years ago, I created some playlists for each of the weeks of Advent, and those are linked in the show notes. There's one for every theme. And the idea is to listen to that theme's playlist throughout the week and help you keep your focus on the mattering things of this most wonderful time of year. And those are all available for free on Spotify. Just follow the links in the show notes. Well, that's it for this episode of Holiday Homemaking 2021. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our email list so you can get your copy of our companion ebook, which will include, among other things, Joyce's cheesy potato soup, Jan's chocolate caramel shortbread cookies, and Alma's creamed eggs. You don't want to miss it go to theartofhomepodcast.com slash subscribe, or just click the link in the show notes below. And if you enjoyed this episode, would you share it with a homemaker you know who could use some holiday homemaking encouragement and inspiration? We will be back next week with another special Christmas episode. Until then, keep practicing your art of making a home for the holidays.